What's up, y'all? Hey. 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 We're not singing again. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> what's up? This is May. I'm December. Ooh. <laughs> Good enough because you're younger than yeah, me. Yeah, that is true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to the Unreeled Podcast. Welcome to Unreeled. Yeah. We've got a lot of, of stuff to talk about with you. We do. We do. We do apologize mm-hmm. if it seems a little rushed. Um, <laughs> a little disclaimer, we did record twice. A little technical difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> a software crash, so halfway mm-hmm. through the first time, we had to redo it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if we, again, we're not bored or uninterested. We are just, just trying to get yeah. through it. For yeah. y'all. Stream, we streamlined it. I still really enjoyed the conversation. Arguably yeah. both times. Great. It was great. <coughs> Pardon the cough. I, um, I was sick last week. I remember yeah. how you said he had a cough in the beginning, and I kept saying, "I'm not, I'm not sick, I'm not sick." He was sick. Was he sick. had bronchitis. Yeah, uh, bronchial inflammation or bronchi for short. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm fine now though. I still have a, a little bit of a cough left yeah. over. I'm on the tail end of it, but of course, yeah. And also, hey guys, I love you. Yeah, we love you guys. It's almost Christmas. Yeah, and, and you know what else is in the air? Forget besides colds and bronchitis. Love and magic. Every moment is, is a season. gift. Okay, that's why they call it the present. Doing that quote okay? again. Yeah, fucker. Yeah, and I'm mad about it. It's sweater weather too. Grace and I here. We're both wearing sweaters. sweaters. You can't see it, but Elijah's got the cutest sweater on. Ah, it's got blue trim you. for the uh, the sleeves at the ends and around the uh, collar, <laughs> and then it's got green uh, stripes paired with like cream kind of heathered oatmeal stripes. Uh, and yeah, it all comes together in a really, it's striking, but it, it's, it's kind of like Nickelodeon core, but in a, in a, in a, in a wintry kind of way. That's so sweet. Grayson's wearing a gray sweater. It's gray. It's cute though. I like the, I like the, the collar. Oh, I like when collars have like these yeah. kind of like. Katie bought this for me. Cuffs. Right? Yeah. That's I think cute. she got it. I think she got it at like Target or something. It looks like. Yeah. Let's see. Oh. H&M. H&M. Yeah. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay, well, uh, yeah, enjoy you guys. Enjoy the episode. Yeah. We'll see you guys. Put next on a week. sweater, get your apple cider, your wassail, get some wassail, <laughs> and uh, kick back, relax. Gingerbread cookies, it. maybe. Yeah. You know, I tried um, German gingerbread. I don't think I've ever uh, had that. They're called like Lubenkuchen or something. Sounds about right. Yeah, but they're fucking delicious. It's like soft and, mm. and perfect. I like cookies. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, enjoy you guys. Square one. <laughs> Fargo. Fargo. I have been watching Fargo season five. It's great. It's um, the, a new episode comes out tonight. I'm excited to see what happens. Every it's Wednesday? got a great ensemble. Uh, it's very funny. It's very scary. Uh, Noah Hawley is such a good writer. I'm excited for his Alien series if that ever comes out. Who knows? Who knows? There's a new um, movie coming out. Yeah, Fede Alvarez. Is it's the place between the original Alien and then the sequel, yeah. which I don't... Which is good because that means it's going to be uh, Xenomorphs again. I love Fede Alvarez, but I don't let movies do that when they like take place in between the movies that existed 40 years ago. Yeah, I don't really hate that, to be honest. I, it depends It depends how it's done. It depends sometimes on it, how sometimes the it's series annoys me. Yeah. Like, because the sequel, right, doesn't really have Xenomorphs. It has Neomorphs. Yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. Prometheus it, and all the other ones are kind of yeah. different. Yeah, <coughs> so it's, I want more real, just true alien. So yeah. if you're having, 
alien and aliens and something sandwiched between and it's, it's like a standalone kind story. of unrelated yeah. I like that I want that um, and I think that's a good way to do a sequel that doesn't break the continuity of other things mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, who loved it who loved the who, movie who, who, loved who loved what huh? alien yeah, who loved Fede Alvarez's alien who already saw it who? Mr. I'm, I'm forgetting his name. That's why I'm asking. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I'm drawing a blank. Wait, who directed it? Fede Alvarez. Ridley no, Scott. Ridley Scott. James Cameron. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott loved it. Oh, okay. He loved Fede Alvarez. I, I love Fede Alvarez. I loved his Evil Dead. Hard watch for me. Because the gore is I've not seen it fun. Once, but it's just real. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but it's great. great job with that. Yeah. Great yeah. direction. Really the camera good. shots character plotting the reason for them all being there the reason they can't leave good character development uh yeah for jane levy yeah all of them i really i genuinely care loved 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 um except that one girl yeah um but yeah fargo season five is brilliant john ham is great and scary pierce Um, nipples yeah pierce nipples ass shown joe curie super funny he's like a vaping trump idiot like like tactic cool guy who wears fingerless gloves and thinks he's like uh fucking kick ass like fema not fema what's that one thing there's a whole part where he's like yeah kind (laughs) of there's a whole part where he's like um someone a cop says you know uh, i'm you know the serve part and protect and serve Mm -hmm. and he's like well okay i'm all for the protect part but i'm not part of the service industry i'm i'm part of the protect and kick ass business (laughs) And that's what I'm here to do is kick fucking ass. It's so stupid. And then he vapes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the cast is amazing. Jennifer Jason Lee, she's doing a, a Hudsucker proxy like uh, reprisal of like mm-hmm. her. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. She's doing that whole voice. You did it going last time. Why are, are you? Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's just it's brilliant. Um, it's great. Please watch it. And it's very, it leans, if you've seen the Fargo show, some seasons have like supernatural elements. Some of them are just straightforward. This one leans towards the supernatural elements. And I like that. And I will mention, I'll go ahead and mention the curse. Uh, I mentioned this before. (laughs) Fargo has a cursed production in a way. Kind of, kind of beautiful. Um, Love is in the air. For some, for some Jesse families. Plemons, Kirsten Dunst play a couple. Then in real life, they become a couple. But they weren't married beforehand, right? No, I don't think so. They were both single. I don't think they were even dating. Yeah. So that's okay. Um, yeah, which is fine. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Ewan McGregor, both married. Uh, I think both married. At least Ewan McGregor was. They played a couple who cheat to be together. And in real life, they cheated and became together. Cheaters. Very interesting. Yeah. So... You know, who knows what kind of drama will will f- unfold <laughs> following this. Who knows? People just, the love is in the air I'm gonna, on the set of Fargo. I'm going to get a job on there and date someone, hopefully. Maybe it'll be meant to last. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We've been talking about Jesse Plemons a lot today. We talk, we mentioned Like Mike in the car on the way here. We did. Yeah. We did. I love Like Mike. I love that boy. That was a that was a, that was was a child staple for me and my, my cousins growing up. Yeah. And speaking of Jesse Plemons... I just want to. I just want to shame everybody on the internet. I get that, like, I get that you you're trying to be to a degree body positive by saying, "Oh no, a loss for the big boy community, whatever." 
do not tear I hate whenever someone loses weight and looks great and like looks healthier and like is clearly leading a lifestyle that has brought more vivacity to them you know like he just looks better and everybody online is like ripped to the big boy Jesse like uh, uh, bring him back put it back on you know you look weird now I hate that shit yeah that yeah. happened to like Jonah Hill too you know yeah. any, it happened any, to Adele and she lost a lot of weight yeah. too yeah and it's like do not tear someone down like or either Wilson. way if they gain weight or lose weight don't tear someone down yeah. like that yeah like fuck you there's a lot of things that go on like you never know people can do it for a role or like because they want to be like for health problems yeah and people can also can't lose weight because of health problems yeah so there's a bunch of stuff that goes into that and exactly that's something you never should comment on i agree and and it's just frustrating to see people with such like glib you know, yeah. glibness. Behind just the like, keyboard. Behind the behind, behind yeah. the little finger taps. Yeah, and they're not even trying to be mean. They're they're just being <laughs> shitty. It's just like, unnecessary. Yeah. Just leave him alone. Let him be who he wants to be, how he wants to be, if he's as long as he's, you know, healthy and happy. And and, and otherwise, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Can't see my finger yeah. right now, but you guys can only <laughs> guess what I'm doing. Yeah. So that's that's enough Fargo talk. That's the show I've been watching. You should watch it too. Uh, get caught up with it. Go back and watch the other seasons because it's an anthology. You don't have to watch them all in order. Yeah. Um, and yeah, take it away with some movie talk. Boy. Take it away. Take it away. Um, so I watched this movie called A Fire by German director Christian Petzold. Ah, a fire. A f- Is that how you say it? A fire. No, I'm, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> Well, the original German title is Rote Himmel, but I don't, I don't know how to say that in German. Rote Himmel. You don't... You sound <laughs> <laughs> I sounded French, I guess, yeah. Bonjour, madame. Uh, but it's about, like, this asshole writer. Like, he wrote a... He's writing a spec script. No, what's it called for, like, a spec novel? Oh. Like a, okay, I'm sorry. A rough draft. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? A spec novel? <laughs> so he's writing like, a rough draft for a this treatment. movie. <laughs> and, or so for funny. a book, I mean. And so him and his like best friend, who's a photographer, trying to get into film school or mm. art school, go to this his mom's vacation house, but someone's already staying there. And it's this oh. girl, and he's like an asshole to her. Oh. And he was like, why are you here? You're making a mess. You're dirty. Like, <sighs> They go to the beach and stuff. And we so... Um, it ca- it's called a fire because it takes place during like there's like forest fires in oh, the area, okay. and that plays to the story oh. in a very sad way later. Oh, um, but it's like a love story, but it's not like a love story. It's a different kind of love story. Yeah, it's an unexpected love story. It's not between the two main leads, which is interesting. Interesting, yeah. I like that. Um, they don't really get together at all, to be honest with you. Good, and they kind of because we hate this guy. This guy. You feel bad for him. Like if you're um, I, people, I was reading like reviews like, oh, me as a writer, I relate. And he's like this guy. He's like a, he's like a bigger guy. He's not super sexy. He doesn't have abs. He's got like you know a stomach. Right. He's not conventionally attractive. Mm-hmm. And this girl is like very beautiful, like slim. Mm-hmm. And so they have a weird connection where he's kind of you can see he's insecure. Right. And also like he wants to talk to her, but he doesn't know how to and rejection. Mm-hmm. And he's like a writer. So it's like this whole thing. It's a great film. It's a great film. It's came out this year. Mm-hmm. It's on the Criterion Channel. If you mm-hmm. want to check it out, I'm definitely going to watch it. It's an hour forty. Um, great, great. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. It was just mm-hmm. nothing. It wasn't like a lot to it. 
so it's just like a drama it's just romance. like a drama romance is there any like mystery you know any, any not thriller? really not really cool it's very uh it makes you feel bad about yourself sometimes because yeah. like the writer I like love that. like his publisher comes to like the house mm-hmm. and then uh, they're talking and then the guy is more interested in the girl's like story because she is writing a thesis and he completely ignores it so like you feel <sighs> bad for this guy he's just not getting the right stick yeah. he's also an asshole to everybody yeah um Damn. So it's 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 an interesting character character dive yeah. into the mind of a demented lonesome oh, writer. Demented. Okay, I so, fuck with that. Very much you. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm, I'm just fat. Kidding. I'm ugly. I don't know. No, how to I was talk a joke. It was a joke. And a joke. I'm demented and an the asshole big, to everybody. Uh, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> it's a joke. Good movie, good movie though. I, go check it out. Go check it out. It's, well, and you mentioned too, you watched a trilogy. I finished out a trilogy, Japan's beloved trilogy. Yeah. One Miss Call. Call me by your name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched One Miss Call three final. That's the name of the time. Three final. Three That's cool. semicolon final. That's actually sick. Um, and. As most trilogies do, they get progressively get worse over time. Mm. But this one, it was not my favorite. Mm. I was telling you earlier, last round, that yeah. I liked the story of it because it's about like these kids from Japan right. taking a cruise to Korea. Oh, and one of the main characters has a deaf boyfriend, and he's actually deaf. They do a lot oh, wow. of signing, so it's that's kind cool. of quiet. Yeah, so he can't hear his phone ring. Do you say that's kind of quaint? That's kind of cool. No, I said it's kind of cool, I think. Oh. I don't know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, uh, there's a lot of Korean sign language. Yeah. Which, I'm interested to see how they do stuff with their hands. Yeah. Um, but, like, so, like, this girl tries, tries to commit suicide. She ends up being in a coma. And so, her, like, spirit curses the people who bullied her on this trip. And so, when she calls your phone, then um, you either can forward it to somebody, and no. then they die, or... You, if you don't answer, then you just die. And so it's kind of like a, everyone's kind of paranoid being like, every time the phone rings, yeah. like everyone's checking the phones and like, yeah, like, don't send it to me. Yeah. Fuck like you. friendships are being dissolved and stuff because they're like, would you send it to me? I would never do that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, it's, the first half is very interesting. It's a different kind of story. I liked it. And then it kind of mm-hmm. fell off when it tried connecting back to the first movie I, because it really has nothing to do with just it. It's convoluted. Yeah. It sounds like a cool premise, but like, you it's said, a cool the premise. Yeah. It's just, it's just the last mm-hmm. couple of, you know, whatever. But I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I watched it. I'm on a new a new streaming uh, streaming service. Oh. Um, it's kind of like Shutter, but it's okay. not. It's called Arrow. Have you heard of Arrow? Arrow? Is it like Arrow Video? Yes, Arrow Video, but it's oh. their streaming service. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's called Arrow Player. So they have they have a J Horror section. They have oh, a cool. bunch of cool stuff. I think it's on my phone. I was like, because I downloaded it on my TV and it goes to my phone. No, I took it off. Speaking of Arrow, do you know what I want for Christmas? No. <gasps> Maybe. They have a ton of stuff on Arrow. Come on, I'm sure you know. I'm sure you know. Good luck. <laughs> you want to buy you 64? <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> like, which one was it? Which one was it? <laughs> I'll send I'll send it back. Because they, they have a kind of, they have a, yeah. like the, the Shaolin Showdown one. They have um, a Jackie Chan one. They have. Yeah. Um, I love a, all those things. A bunch of cool ones. But one of them is is a hat that is blacker. Oh, than black that. hat! Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was gonna buy that. They have a they, have, they actually have a sale for the 18th. I'm gonna buy it right now. <gasps> and it's the director's cut in there. And apparently, apparently, it's the finished director's cut. 
um, the one that everyone had access to before that was on FX was oh. is considered the unfinished director's cut mm. um, because it's just all of the content just thrown in there. I've never seen it. I need it's to watch just it. Just an extended edition. Need to watch the Black Hat. Yeah, it's good. Um, I would say wait until the director's cut does come out and uh, wait until I get it and then <laughs> we'll watch it. Okay. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, Arrow Player is really cool. They have a lot of cool stuff on there. I've been, I've been yeah. checking it out. I'll check it out. Is it a subscription or? You can get like, a, I got a free like two week trial. Yeah. And it's only $5 a month. I'll probably, I'll probably watch it. I'll probably, I'll probably check it out. They got, they got, they have a, they have a martial arts section. Ooh. Like, hun- like, 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 dude, 50 films. you know that's my fucking shit. And they have a lot of cool stuff too. Why didn't you text me about this? Um, I, I would be on. I that forgot ride. why I didn't text you about this. Because I've been, I've been watching a lot of Tubi to watch martial arts films, and Tubi's fine. And I, I, I they have a. They I think the preservation that Tubi does is great. Like you have a lot of like early Yuan Wu Ping stuff. Like they have a, they have a. What's that one guy? He's part of the big three. Uh yeah yeah yeah. What's um, his name? It's not Jack. Uh, uh, you watched a movie with him. This year. Yes, not Jack. Is it well, Samuel Hung? Yeah. Okay. No, the other one. Uh, I want to say Yen Bao, but okay, I don't think that's Samuel. right. I, I always, everyone forgets his name, and I feel bad for doing it too. Um, it's something Bao. I don't remember. I think. Or movies. Um, Three Dragons. Project. I think it was. A. I think it was Samuel. Samuel Hung. I think it was that one. Uh, Yen Yen Bao. I was right. Holy okay. shit! I was right. Look at you. I'd help you now. But <clears throat> there was a movie on there that I was like, oh, this one, Grayson would definitely like. It was also like four in the morning. Yeah. When I found this, because I was because I had just bought five DVDs. Do you know what the movie was? I think I have it on my list. Let me see. I made a little roulette for Arrow Player. Mm, gotcha. It might be on here. I don't question me. No, this is Jackie Chan's Heart of Dragon. Have you seen that one? Heart of Dragon, no, I have By not. Sammo Hung. Yeah, Sammo Hung, I love. He did. I love Sammo Hung. Oh, yeah. So he that movie, Heart Sammo of Dragon. Sammo Hung is so interesting because that one, though. As, as a physical like actor, right, he's perfect. He is kind of a larger guy, um, but he's not fat. He plays fat. You yeah. You know what I mean? But he's super athletic. He can do flips and handstands and parkour and amazing feats of martial arts action as a bigger guy. Yeah. And so for comedy action, he's perfect. He's he's doing things and then like pretending to be like a big ooh, like kind of Paul Blart kind of guy. It's great. Second time I mentioned Paul Blart today. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. The first time was not in this one. The first time was talking about uh, the way Godzilla runs. Yeah. The new yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn it. I can't find it. But they have no, so many. Fine. But I'll have to show you. I'll have to show you later. But um, yeah, they got a great selection. They have a lot of like, like found footage section. They have a Giallo section, which is how I watch the other one. They're, oh hell yeah! They have well, a J horror one. Yeah, yeah. Do shout it. Out to Arrow. They they do good work. And and people. They also do. They also do really porn. Do they really? No, it's like soft porn, like soft core porn yeah. videos. Like a lot of them, they have a sec- an adults only section. Um, Criterion has some. Yeah. Hardcore, not hardcore, but. Uh, so, some like porn video, adult videos too. Like they're really just interesting. going at it. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, but you know what? Porn. Some porn is art. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. 
Yeah, I think sex is important. Sex is one of the, like, it, it's the impetus for all It's life, not necessary you know? for every film, but I think it's also important for a lot of films yeah. to have sex. Yeah, and I'm very against the, like, the the Zoomers that want the Hayes Code reenacted, that hate, you know, sex. And Maybe they can't get laid. In, yeah. Virgins. Well, and it's just weird to be weirded out by, it, it, as other people have put it better than I can, is that, Movies, film, these mediums—they're not—they're not plot delivery devices, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as you would, you know, believe based on like modern cinema, if you can call it that. Is they're—they're they're not plot delivery devices. They're aesthetic. They're—you're allowed to live in the aesthetics. You're allowed to feel these characters and explore these feelings. Yeah. They're meant to invoke, evoke something in you. And if you are scared of that, then you know you probably were born in the wrong generation. You should be on the fucking, you should be in Plymouth, you know? You should be like, Yeah, uh, also there was a study that people like Generation mm -hmm. Gen Z, they don't have a lot of sex. No, and they're more bio-essentialist than any generation has been in a long time, mm -hmm. meaning they um, are like, oh, men are just this way and women are this way. TikTok has a big influence on that. Yeah. TikTok is like, oh, men this, men that. And it's led to an increase in misogyny, misandry, uh, things like this. It's very interesting um, how it's kind of a counter counterculture. Yeah. Uh, and I fucking hate it. All y'all are idiots, and I, I reject. Just wait till Gen Alpha comes out. That's gonna be. Yeah. Well, they're just they're the wacky generation, bro. They got skibbity toilet, and they've got fucking like Peter Griffin Fortnite. <laughs> I don't even know. You know. God, he fucking knows. They're they're in Ohio with it. You uh, know. Jesus, I hated that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to... Back to movies. Back to movies. I gave a very impassioned... I, I gave one of my most passionate reviews about Extraction 2. And I hope I can say it's gone forever. That. It's gone forever. Let's see. Extraction 2. Is, Sam Hargrave is returning to direct. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just want to say... I want to open with... He's hit it out of the park. I mean, people wanted to convince me that Extraction... The first one was a bad movie after I loved it. And I was like, eh, I don't care what you have to say. Uh, it was very much like a Western take on the raid. It took a lot of notes from the raid in terms of like action and pacing and scale. And where it took notes there, the sequel takes notes from the raid sequel, the raid two. Um, it even lifts kind of a set piece, but it does it in really interesting ways. Um, and it just escalates so beautifully. Um, I felt like I was going to burp. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Extraction 2 is is so kinetic and brilliant, and it does a, a digital composite, you know, one take through almost the whole first act. It's beautiful to behold. I was just grinning, like, just ear to ear, just having a good time with it. Um, there's a part where they're in a, a prison commons yard, and... Uh, there's this like hundred on one fight, all these people just like battle royale, like taking him on. And uh, he, he grabs like a riot shield and he like is beating the shit out of people with it. And then someone throws a Molotov cocktail and he like hits it with the riot shield and it like dodges the fire, but it gets on his arm. So he starts punching people with a flaming arm. <laughs> it's just really, really cool shit. And uh, conceptually it's in the vein of like these eighties, you know, action movies. Uh, picture like Sylvester Stallone in it. I would compare it to like Cliffhanger 
in a way. But like in execution, it's very modern. It's got all these like, you know, really brutal scenes, um, super quick. It doesn't like the camera isn't like, hey, look at this awesome punch. It's like boom, 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 boom. A hundred things are happening all at once and you have to follow it with your eyes. Beautifully choreographed. And um, yeah, it's just kind of a triumph of, of action cinema. I really, it, it, I wish I could give it five stars and I probably will on repeat watches. Yeah. But it's just, it's the second act is a little choppy and you feel that especially next to the, the one take of the first. And you also... Um, it has a couple contrived points. There's a character who does things that don't make sense for him to do, uh, and it's hard to sympathize with him, but it's good for the plot, so it's tough to, like, you know, navigate around that. And I also didn't love that it's trying to build out kind of a cinematic universe. Um, like everything else these days. Yeah, thanks to fucking goddamn motherfucking Russos uh, who do have a hand in these movies, and I, and I hate them. Uh, but... Sam Hargrave is great, and and Chris Hemsworth is great. Mm -hmm. He's great uh, as Tyler Rake, and you really care about him. It's surprisingly emotionally complex, um, especially in the third act. You get a, a great little moment where he's reminiscing on something, and have he's being forced to be honest. He's confronting his his failure, and it's 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 hard to watch, and in a really smart and good way. Um, Chris Hemsworth is one hell of an actor. I'm yeah. excited to see him in Furiosa. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I have kind of a theory. I don't know if it's a good theory or not, but I think he's, is he the, is he the is bullet he the, farmer? Uh, I don't know. Or not the bullet farmer, the, the, the big The big guy. emperor, maybe. Not, not the main guy, not, not Imperator. No. Joe. The, one of the other guys, the, the really fat one who wears the goggles all the time. Oh. Uh, he just, it, because he has the goggles yeah. too, and the big prosthetic nose yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Okay, now you're talking about now. Yeah, I start thinking, and and one of them I believe had a, a, a grudge specifically against Furiosa. So I'm thinking maybe there's be some tie in here. That'd be interesting. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> we didn't talk about that on the podcast because the trailer came no, out. No, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't the trailer came out. Uh, people are already being stupid and saying, "Oh, it looks um, it looks uh, too CG, dude. It's fucking George Miller." He has always he's used CG since it was available. Yeah, like this is what he does. People who think Fury Road is all practical effects are probably stupid. Like they might have brain issues and should get that checked out. It uses visual effects to elevate practical effects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not going for realism. Realism is not the goal of any art. It's like explaining to you know a child like why. You know, Rembrandt is maybe less impressive than a, uh, a Van Gogh. You know, if you go for like perfect realism, you know, that's that takes a lot of effort and stake, and 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 it, it takes a lot, and it's very impressive. Yeah, but it it's not necessarily brilliant. You yeah. know. Yeah. No, it's it's brilliant to the way that the molds them together mm -hmm. and to make mm -hmm. it seem like it's like. There, because a lot yeah. of time during Fury Road, you're kind of like you're just so engulfed in the movie, you yeah. don't even pay attention to yeah. like all of that. You're just like, this is fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, people. I am very excited for that movie, though. Hold yeah. on. Um, my last movie I'll talk about before we get into our big conversation is 
I watched while you were sleeping. What? Because you know what? December 5th, yesterday, for us, uh, at the time of recording, was Not for me a, a very special day for me and Katie. It was our anniversary. Um, uh, yeah. Two years we've been dating. Two uh, years. And I've known her forever. Sexy I, She's wonderful. Shout out to my beautiful... You know what? Fun fact... Um, the Unreal podcast was in her top five podcasts of the year. <laughs> it was her fifth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a very sweet. It was. It was a good spot to be in. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll take five. Yeah. I don't want her listening to this. That's fair. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it hurt and I cried. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Kitty, if you uh, listen to this at some time down the line, well, she, she's not. <laughs> what? She's not listening to this. <laughs> uh, next year, next year we got to be at least top three. No, top three, Katie. No, it's fine. I'll be top five. I'm fine with it. She listens to actually five podcasts. So. <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> Made it in the rotation. Yeah. One or two streams. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we had a beautiful anniversary. We cooked. It was the fucking Wait, delicious. What we had, oh, get ready for this. I'm ready. A seared and oven roasted chicken Ooh. served with a Dijon roux sauce. Oh. Creamy. Mm. Mm. Over mashed potatoes. On oh. a bed of mashed potatoes. Yeah. All homemade, all delicious. Not too difficult. Um, you know, what's interesting is a lot of cooking tends to be the prep. Yeah, absolutely. This meal was very like Irish, it was very like heavy and, and, and uh hardy and i will say this was not the same the prep was like two minutes most of the time was spent searing the chicken because it's five minutes each each side and if you do four breasts that's 40 minutes um yeah yeah <laughs> and then and then oven roasting it for another 18 the mashed potatoes themselves it was a lot of cooking it was real cooking you know yeah. and that was that uh it was so pretty good. satisfying yeah i got home and i just hit the ground running um, we just cooked and cooked and cooked and it was, it was great. So yeah. Uh, and then we watched while you were sleeping. It's not a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, my favorites. yeah, it's so funny. It's, it's a Christmas so classic. funny. Um, Bill Pullman is great. In it, God, of course. God, of course. The chemistry that Bill and Sandra have. Yeah. Electric. And Sandra normally plays like girl boss roles. Yeah. This one, she's kind of a weird little freak. She you know? is. She's very Gen Z. She's very ahead of her time. She wears these big sweaters, and she always has stuff, like, hidden in her sleeves. And she says, like, uh, she says really funny things. There's this line. She says, if you fit into my pants, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds like something we would say. I Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Literally said that earlier about yeah. killing myself. Um, I'm going to have to watch it. I usually watch it every December. I'm going to have to watch it very soon. I saw you it's watched it, and brilliant. I was like, yes. Yeah. I love it. And I, don't I mean, love it's the got direction. Like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and okay. It, yeah. It's just shot it's shot kind of like a lifetime movie or something. It's shot very earnestly, which is nice, but it's a it's a it's a hilarious. It's like like a very funny movie. And a lot of times the camera just doesn't really feel like it's trying to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But um the one guy uh Joe Jr. Yeah. when he's like, "You stood me up." And he puts his hands up. <laughs> And then he does it again. He says, you said you'd be there. <laughs> he's so funny. He's problematic, but he's so The movie funny. has some problematic moments. Because, again, it's like the, the, a product of its time. Yeah. And, but, like, 
God, this is it's so cute. Good. It's sweet. It's, so cute. it's underappreciated. No one has talked about this movie. It's not yeah. like it's not like in the list of like rom coms that you classic, can, but it, it, it is. is for me. Yeah, it is for me. I do. It's you it's can't delightful. buy it. It's not on physical media. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah. So I mean, I own it on iTunes, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's not on physical That's media. Fucked. Otherwise, I would have bought it this Christmas to watch it. Yeah. Um, oh, Arrow. Arrow Media. You know what you need to do. Arrow. Come Shout on. Factory. Yeah. Kino Lorber. Yeah, I'm getting on. into those boutique labels, man. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it was a good watch. I, I was. It's hard to like, cause, yeah, you have lifetime movies come out these days, and I've never really right. watched. I've never seen a lifetime movie right. before. Never watched one. But like, even like romantic comedies now, mm. they don't have what these these no. had back then. No. And I don't know what it is. They don't I, make maybe them like it's like the, they have like a grainy heart to them. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is about like old yeah. films like this. You have Sleepers in Seattle. You've got Mary. Yeah. Here with Mary Harry Met Sally. Yeah. All these good movies that rom coms that are just more than rom coms. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like rom coms are like kind of yeah. different. Well, back then they they were they weren't trying to make. They weren't setting out to make like. They, Rom-coms existed, right? Yeah, they but had they for a long time. Yeah, but they weren't like what they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they were trying to make something fun and, and full of heart, and, and, they, and they made something real, right? And nowadays, when you make a movie, you're trying to emulate something. Okay. They're trying to emulate the same thing, and they're trying to do it as quickly and as, as cheaply as possible. And you have actors who are looking for their big break, and are very, you know, cheaply bought up and and they're returning for nine or ten sequels that are all shot within like one week. Yeah. And and it's just it's it's lifeless. There's no pulse. And I remember to any someone of them. being like, You can't cast someone like Glenn Powell in a rom com. You gotta do the yeah. Tom Hanks, the Billy Crystals, you know? Yeah. An Will Pullman joke has guy. like an average everyday, like adorable yeah. cuteness. Like they're not hot, sexy yeah. six pack men. They're everyday yeah. men. I think that's what also makes rom-coms very like mm-hmm. relatable back then is because they were cast in like yeah. the funny guys. Yeah. The comedic kings. The kings again. of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you got Sandy and Meg. Oh, Sandra. Ryan, who are both like all around beauties, American sweethearts. Oh, yeah. Love, love. Oh, yeah. Love. They called uh, Ayo Edabiri. Edabiri? How's that? Edabiri. Edabiri. The next uh, Sandra Bullock American. Oh, I totally get that. That's brilliant. And I was like, cast her some rom coms. Let me see. Let me see some of this. Oh yeah, I love. I love love Io. Um, should we get into our our big combo? I watched one more film (gasps) last night. I think you would like this one a lot. Just based on the poster alone, I was like, oh, that's for me. Chili sees a winter. Yeah, it's like an anti-romantic comedy. It's in the vein of. you just watched this movie. I can't think of the fucking name. High Fidelity. Oh, He okay. breaks the fourth wall. Oh, he talks it. about how he met this girl. Um, talks about all, all the goodies. All the goodies. Um, voiceover work. John Hurd. John Hurd. A I young thought that John might Hurd. be him. Yeah. I, I love John Hurd. John Hurd. 79. Oh, 79. He's, that's crazy. And she did Crossing Delancey. She's wow. done a lot of good stuff. I need to watch this. Yeah, I have the Criterion if you want to borrow it. I, I do. I have the DVD I do. or the Blu-ray. I very much want to borrow this. Um, this is super cute. It's a great one to watch. It's based in Utah. It's about like, they're like a civil worker union and they start dating, but she's like recently divorced, but not really divorced, mm-hmm. like separated, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it takes place like, it's almost non-linear. Like he'll go about his day and then go to flashbacks about his time with her. 
And he's kind of, he's crazy. He's a stalker almost. Yeah. So John Hurd plays scary so well. But he's so sweet and endearing yeah. and you feel bad for him and you yeah. want him to get the girl in the end. And it's a great film. I watched, um, the, there's two cuts. Mm. So the first, the first uh, run, they la- labeled it Head Over Heels. Which and labeled it as romantic comedy, which mm. is not like a comedy. I mean, it's got comedic elements, but right. it's not like a romantic comedy where it's like, oh, boy falls in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's so people went to go see it. They're like, this is not what we thought we were gonna get. Yeah. So they re-released it under the original name, which is Chilly Scenes of Winter, which is the name of the book as well. Yeah. And, and then they made the ending. This was the ending to be more sad. Uh, and so then it made more money, and, that's and the it real, got like, yeah, it got the yeah. real the real treatment. Interesting. Um, so I watched a little behind the scenes like documentary on the Criterion after mm. and it's very very interesting to see how this movie came apart and how the director Jones Jones Silver or something Malik Micklin, M- Micklin mm-hmm. she was like one of the only women directors in the 70s yeah um, Griffin, w- Griffin Dunn's in it I was surprised to see that it was directed by a woman to be honest whenever I clicked on yeah, it yeah no yeah I was like oh wow you know because that just wasn't really happening back yeah. then you've got like even into the 80s, there's very few like, prominent what, female directors. What, what directed in the 70s? Like, like for, like for big Hollywood names, mm-hmm. there's not a ton. I can't even think of any, to be honest with you. When did Catherine Bigelow start? Was that? I think 80s. 80s, I yeah. Think maybe early, like maybe late 70s, but I want to say 80s. I could be wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I think you like it a lot. I was thinking about you when I was watching it. I was like, oh, Grayson would love this movie. I when, would. He, when he breaks the fourth wall in the first like five minutes. I, I love that like, shit. Oh, hell yeah. Let's see. Uh, 87 was near dark. Strange Days was 80, not 95. I'm stupid. Yeah. So I think 80s is when she got. Yeah. Steel Blue, 90. Loveless, 81. She only did 20 films, and these are like. Yeah. So so 80s. Her breakout. So. So 80s, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like type of woman director, director, a a woman director do this. Yeah. So literally. That's literally crazy. So independent, so self-financed sometimes, and great, great score too. Kind of jazzy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. I love that. Yeah, I, I think you would like it. I have to give you the Blu-ray, and I'll you can it watch out. it. Maybe you'll watch it along with Targets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe finally. Okay, let's let's tackle it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. May let's, December. May December, everybody. May December. The month of the year. December. Yeah. May, December. It be December? Um, wow. How do we feel about May, December? How? Boo, P.U. <laughs> End of the it pod. Was, it's one of the best movies of the year. It's Easily. phenomenal. Easily. Phenomenal. Yeah. I. It's so good. Yeah. It was all my December like movies I need to watch this month, and then yeah. I realized it came out on the first, and I was like in bed, and I was like. I got Netflix just to watch work. it. I know. Yeah. And I was like, I don't work till five, so I'm like, I'll put it on, and I was like. Yeah, like mouth dropped, like yeah. mind blank, yeah. like. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it has become a sort of uh, battlefield on, in terms of discourse for like, you know, how do we approach cinema? Do we approach it as genre? Do we? Do we? I, I have a. I have a. My main takeaway from the the discourse going on is like. If you if you try so hard to categorize something into into just a genre based on some of its elements, yeah, then you are reducing it, and you often are ignoring its other elements. There's horror elements. There's there's comedy elements. There's uh, there is there are levels of camp. I think the 
I think calling them camp is the problem is that they're not necessarily camp. There's dark comedy and there's, uh, you know, awkwardness. There's melodrama. It's very those so aren't necessarily but in a good way. Camp. Yeah. Uh, the best way I saw it put was by Silent Dawn. Silent Dawn said, um, and this is what I had been trying to articulate to Katie talking about it was that it, it's an academic re I think he said academic rework of um, a lifetime movie I had yeah. told Katie I was like oh it's interesting the music and the way it's shot is like kind of emulating a daytime television series which is what she's trying to create you know yeah kind of like uh, some some true crime program about this is what happened like and then he went here so when she opens the thing and it zoomed dun, 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 God the score the, yeah oh my and God. all the shots out the window when of, she like, opened the fucking crash. fridge she was like yeah we didn't have enough hot dogs. And then yeah. the music goes, yeah. the score. I was like, oh, I'm in love. And then you see him cooking like 75 fucking hot <laughs> <Yeah>. dogs. <laughs> it's great. It's really, really good. It's really intense. And it, it demands 100 rewatches. Oh, right 100%. Away. 100%. Charles Melton is amazing. Heartbreaking. His uh, his physicality that he brought to the role yeah. makes, makes the character. You can see yeah. him being like the shell of a thirteen-year-old, like entrapped in, this, in his body. You can his he, mannerism. He's oh, so mannerisms. infantilized, and and what's okay. Let's talk about it. You know, spoilers ahead. Um, the movie opens with the monarch butterfly laying the eggs, mm-hmm. right? Then he takes them and he cultivates them, and it's something he's really into, and it's a it's a gateway for him to escape into a potentially uh, an actual romance that he's interested in, and beyond that too, you know, it's like. It's something he can he can cultivate something he's kind of living vicariously through it towards the end as he realizes as he metamorphosizes in a way to grow and realize that he can be free that he can grow um, he releases the butterfly after after it exits its chrysalis stage after yeah. it you know so that being kind of a, a, a container throughout the movie a narrative container um, is so brilliant because it shows how you know he is going through that metamorphosis how he is changing and growing and ultimately becoming free yeah Um, yeah yeah, yeah. i just thought it was really interesting he had been stuck sort of in that chrysalis stage that pubescent stage infantilized and 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 told that you know it was normal they never talked about it that scene the scene where he you know when you're a little kid and you're talking to your mom and you're trying you're like you can't even say what yeah yeah that and like, when he was with julianne moore yeah yeah when he's talking to her like that oh my god and the emotional manipulation the and and another aspect is is the conversation around how these daytime true crime movies the the litigation and in mining of pe- real lived traumas for profit yeah. is so fucked and you can I, what I really appreciate the film doing is mm. if you take pay attention to like the background mm. characters, yeah, the other characters. Because yeah. I saw someone like it was on Twitter or X, yeah, and they were talking about like, oh, watch this scene of the kids, right. and you can see the kids like facial expressions and mannerisms, so and good. you know that their shit is fucked up, and yeah. they know it, and they they know yeah. the situation that they're put in, and it's the they fact that their mom. Todd Haynes had that aden- attention to detail, yeah, to really like like whatever scene that you're gonna be in is yeah. just like. God, you're gonna. And I actually saw a thread. I was gonna send it to mm-hmm. you on TikTok where 
one like someone's mom knows the girl it's based off of grace something. mary mary something mary is Kate. the one who was in that interview and was like um who is the boss who is the boss that yeah one? yeah Oof. her and she actually up with a, like an asian kid not in the pet room store but it was like in like a back of a truck right and so like but she worked with her mm. at like Marie Calendar. So like she's like, oh, this is 100% her. Mm. Like she had the lisp, her menu. She never did anything right. wrong. That's what she thought. She still thinks that until right. she died. Um, so it's crazy to be like, it's taken someone from true life, but also yeah. put like a nice little melodramatic spin on it. We're doing a lisp now. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? Yeah. A melodramatic spin. <laughs> um, it, was, it was great. Like I think all, all three leads. Mm -hmm deserve We're awards, amazing. nominations, whatever. They deserve recognition, especially Charles Melton, mm -hmm. because again, he was on Riverdale. Mm -hmm. And someone was like, not everyone is a bad actor. They're just never given their chance. Yeah. And this is something that proves that. Earlier in the um, podcast, I don't know, we don't know how much was saved or not, but I mentioned that Lydia Tarr would make a comeback because uh, you mentioned something about Tarr. And I was like, oh, yes, I did. I Lydia this Tarr, stay tuned. The ending is being compared to the ending of Tarr in a way. The ending of Tarr it's revealed that like she's it, it's kind of this dark comic reveal that she's like doomed to a, an eternal you know yeah uh, and the, she's she's recording for the monster hunters yeah set, the, right? the, yeah yeah and it's kind of like how reduced she's been um and in this one it's like you kind of trust that natalie portman her her characters uh you know the way that she's approaching this role all of her conversation about acting the way that people take her very seriously you're like oh wow and and even it's revealed that she's in this like she's making this like bullshit piece of shit like schlocky daytime television drama right like even in in her like studying of the role right she's getting the lipstick just right she's she's mimicking the lisp she's becoming this character right and it, it, once she's actually on set, they've got her lips super pink, her hair super blonde. She's got a snake and a overdone lisp. And it's like all of that is thrown out the window. It's so interesting how it shows, I, I don't know. And, and I, w I wanna see the happy ending for Charles Melton, but I'm, I'm kind of glad that we didn't see what happened. Yeah. It's just like, it's implied that he just is free, you know? That scene on the roof with his son. His son. Oh, that was. Uh, he's like, I don't know if I'm. What Katie was started like, crying. I don't know if I'm creating. Yeah, he said, I don't know if I'm connecting with you or creating, or creating a, a, a terrible memory memories in real time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was. And he's like, No, we're we're connecting. It's okay. That 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 was. And it what's what's so fucked is the implication that the kid is more mature than him. Yeah. His son. Yeah. Is like has more lived experience and and is more well-adjusted than him and and the character of honor yeah. I, I told katie i was like i she's slaying she's amazing but i can't like i, I want her to like like she's doing the right thing by calling out all this shit but like stop you know it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable it's yeah so uncomfortable. i don't have to do it at the dinner table yeah you know? are we just gonna act like it's normal that she's here and then like again like it's uh, i'll place that line of like because like at, at one point like you want to believe Julianne more. Like, you want to believe that she's, like, changed, that she does love him. As, and, like, there's that scene with her original mm -hmm. son, her, mm -hmm. uh, I guess her son. Yeah. Where they're, Natalie Portman and the son are outside the restaurant, and he was like, well, if you can be part of this role as a music person. Like, right. And he was like, yeah. oh, well, her brother said this to her. And you're, you're suddenly like, oh, that, like, makes oh that makes sense. Like, 
and that's why. Yeah. And at the end, she was like, what a silly little lie. That never happened. That's disgusting. And yeah. you're like, is she hiding it or is she telling the truth? And, or because he seems fucked up too. So you really don't yeah. know like what's going on. And I like that aspect of it. It's like this whole family's just fucked up yeah. from the trauma that's being yeah. in the family. And at the end when she was like, when she walks away and the dramatic score comes out and Natalie Portman just sitting there like in shock. Yeah. She's, she's like, like, uh, like, I'm secure. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm, I'm secure. Put that in your, you know. That was, like, was. What the fuck? It was crazy. And it's it's insane to see these two kind of takes on this manipulative exploitation by these older women of this younger man. And what's interesting is the older, one of those is not even older. They're the same age, but he's, you know. Oh, yeah, because uh, I was pointing out the movie. It's, it's an intense watch. It's a nail biter, even though it. Isn't, yeah, nothing you know? really, like, nothing like super on the edge happens, yeah. but like it makes you uncomfortable. Every frame, and Todd Haynes is so good. I have he's, not he's seen Carol yet. He, I, I know you watch that. We need to watch too. that. Yeah. Katie wants to watch it with me, but you can watch it with us. No, no, you can watch it with Katie. Yeah. Okay. She loves um, lesbian movies. Hmm. Yeah. She's going to leave me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see Carol, and I loved me to see I need to watch Safe with Julianne Moore and Todd Haynes. It's in the collection. Oh, yeah. When she comes, she's like allergic to environments or something like that. I don't oh, know that's this, awesome. Like, um, I've seen Far From Heaven where Julianne Moore mm-hmm. and Dennis Quaid, yeah. they're married. He's gay. She's a yeah. black lover. I've seen that. But. I'm hesitant to um, call May, December like a funny movie, but it does have a lot of funny moments, which is good. And they're on purpose. Yeah, like, of course. But it's not reductive, and it's it's got a level of nuance that's interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think the conversations surrounding the movie have not had a level of nuance that the film is kind of asking for. Calling it camp, you know, and Todd Haynes coming out and saying, hey, it's, it's not camp. Like, don't call it that. Like, it's not the joke isn't on you know these characters it's you know (coughs) sorry (coughs) i'm getting sick i'm just kidding Uh, i think this movie which is kind of it's like mm -hmm. very tabloidy it's very kind Mm -hmm. of exploitive it's kind of like melodramatic yeah i think this is kind of what saltburn wanted to be yes you know what i mean where it's kind of like right no i haven't seen it yet but from what i've reviewed have you seen it no i haven't we we should watch watch it it. I, i just I hate Emerald Fennel as a person. No. But I feel like, because like, they're both taking like taboo subjects. They're both taking like this kind of high-end like twist on something. Yeah. And I feel like with this, it's done on like a level of not for like, not just for show. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like, because Emerald yeah, Fennel, like that movie, it's very like, oh, shock factor. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Which is like fine. For some movies, it works. Yeah. And I haven't seen Saltburn, so I'm not going to like really yeah. jump to conclusions. But I feel like with this, like the subject of she, the goal was he was thirteen. Yeah. yeah, like that's of course shocking, but it's never, it's not shown. It's not like really talked about. It's just like brought up. Like, oh yeah, he was thirteen. Right. He was sixth, sixth grade, and I was a teacher. Like, and it, it it reflects on that very nature of the kinds of media that are made to shock you, yeah, to be juicy and yeah. dramatized. And they're taking real life trauma and real life issues, and and again mining it to extract something mm-hmm. and it it, it, it it causes pain and damage and and it's exploitative um yeah one thing i will say though and it's the it's the most you know it's the the cheapest thing i can say about the film is that people are talking on people are talking about charles melton's body you know he's got some paunch on him yeah but he's still like you know he's still charles melton yeah you know? yeah yeah 
ladies. <laughs> he was hot when ladies. he pulled out. Well, I'm just, I just want to say that's how I'm built. I, I got some punch on me, <laughs> but I'm a little lean, you know. And I also act like a 13 year old when okay. uh, it comes to confrontation. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, well, I don't Charles, mean to take Charles it. Charles Melton's like, like 30, like 34 or something like that. He's older. He's playing. He's 34, 34. in real life, I think. In real 35? life? Yeah. No. Yeah, he's in his shot. 30s. Yeah, look at You're up. nuts. No, I'm not. You're insane. Why am I nuts. About that? He has like a nine pack abs and everything he's in. Um, oh, he's like 30. And of course, I, no, I'm being so serious. I'm being, being so dead serious. He's 32. 32, yeah. What? He's so beautiful. He's it's a gorgeous crazy. man. It's crazy. He's so cute. It's good that he's finally getting like serious roles. And this is only because he's he's already won like four critics awards. I did want to see this one. What it had it? okay reviews. The Sun is also. A oh, star. I heard about that. Yeah, it had okay reviews, and I think it's it's like a a, a cheaper, lighter rom com, but uh, it's based on a book. And I bet Katie and I could watch that and have a good time. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I I do because everyone's like Ryan Gosling and Robert Downey Jr. thinking they're secure until May December comes out. Yeah. Because this is like again, like critics are loving it, people are loving it. It's and just amazing. Gosh, it is. I hope Charles Melton does more, more work, more work for Charles Melton. I just like him. He's just, he's just so fun. Like he, yeah. he brings a lot to the screen. And he's been in so many bad things, so many just atrocious things. And this is, this is probably gonna yeah. change his career. Oh yeah. Well, it's like, um, it's like Robert Pattinson. You know. Yeah. I think about that. Like Robert Pattinson was typecast and stuck and. By working, by choosing to seek out roles that were very, you know, for instance, I, I would attribute Robert Pattinson's escape. A lot of people say, oh, it's from um, when he did Good Time or, oh, it's from when he did The Lighthouse or whatever. Little Ashes. That's Little Ashes. Interesting. He was a gay movie. A gay I person. would say Cosmopolis. Uh, interesting. When he started working with David Cronenberg. Uh, which you know there's no money in working in with David Cronenberg mm -hmm. you do it for the art you do it for the sake of it and and showcasing his actual acting talents that's why he was able to get those other roles that's why he was able to be to escape that typecast um, yeah any other notes on May December other than go watch it go watch it go if watch you haven't it. already watched it go watch I it I will say I think certain directors are able to tap into act actors and actors that nobody else can do like yeah. Todd Haynes being able to tap into like because again like Natalie Portman is mm -hmm. what 40 yeah. and I think Nicole Nicole uh, Julianne Moore is like 50 I think Natalie Portman's almost 50 got, let's see I'm on, I'm on the page Julianne right now. Moore is like Julianne Moore is 50, 50 something Natalie Portman's 42 42 heard uh, Julianne Moore is 63 63 yeah holy shit um, I love her. but again like these actors actors have been in the game for a long time yeah. And it's the fact that Todd Haynes can take something like this story mm -hmm. and give it to these actresses. Mm -hmm. And they just, they're like, I feel like I've never seen them before. They're just phenomenal. And Todd, Haynes, Todd Haynes is good about that. True. He's good with that stuff. <coughs> so I, 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 God, I love this. What does this mean, May, December? Yeah, see. Oh, yeah. May, too, it's a song. Well, in May, December, she also arrives in May at summertime yeah. and they graduate. It's probably, I don't know, to December. I don't know. No, that doesn't really make any sense. Because you graduate in May. Yeah. She's only there for like a couple weeks. It's, it's a long... I'm trying to figure out what it means. Pertaining, oh, pertaining to a relationship in which one person is much older than the other. Oh, wow. Okay. 
Interesting. Interesting. That's the answer. What, what, wow. Let me read that. It's an adjective, May hyphen December, pertaining to a relationship in which one person is much older than the other. Very interesting. I've never, I've never heard that. Or May September. May September. A May that September makes romance sense because May is like spring, and December. Yeah. Is, you know the end of. The oh, year. May being time of relative youth and September being late maturity. Okay. Right. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. But sense. May December because it's like way younger. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! That's crazy. Good to know. Interesting. Um. And this is this is maybe a reach, but the life cycle of a monarch butterfly would begin in May, wouldn't it? And it would end in December, wouldn't it? Uh, maybe. Oh, I don't know much about, to think about botany. There's something to think or about. Or wait, what is bugs? Botany. What is bugs? Uh, etymology? Entomology. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what about etymology. <laughs> well, et- etymology is words. Entomology is bugs. I'm sick. I know. Stupid ass. I know. Language. I know. Um, Charles Milton, Natalie Portman. Yeah. In the Independent Spirit Film Awards. Well, and we we are going to go watch uh, Godzilla Minus One. Yeah. We'll let you know how it is. And Next we week. do intend to <laughs> catch up on the MonsterVerse stuff. Talk yeah, about Monarch maybe eventually. Yeah. We can watch that show together. Yeah. and Because um, the new movie comes out next year. Yeah. Yeah. Godzilla X Kong, which I learned is yeah. different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're shipped. Now they're together. They're co-parenting. They're going to co-parent that little baby orangutan. They're going to kiss um, sensually. Oh, my God. And, uh, and yeah. I feel like uh, Godzilla could take care of me. I'm saying King Kong, I mean. Oh. What do you mean take care? Because <laughs> he's so big. Oh, oh like you mean like. Hold me. Not like, like care me. for you. I you mean like take, like, like fulfill your needs like I, don't, take I, don't, care I, don't, I don't have any needs anymore wow okay well good um, <laughs> <laughs> damn <laughs> I feel like Godzilla could take care of me we're gonna go watch Godzilla minus one which I is meant like King Kong a sad movie it starts at 405 when okay, I'm done perfect that, that works yeah we can go now yeah all right. Well, I hope that was long because I, I I feel like it's been long since we stayed shared for, for a long time but we also stopped halfway through yeah I think it'll be about a, like an probably hour. an hour 15 we'll see yeah all right. Well, thank y'all for listening. Um, thank you. Yeah. For I, please in. go watch May December. Go watch Extraction Two. Go watch A Fire. Start streaming on Arrow Video. Give them money. Give them because money. they. I already spent two hundred dollars. So give oh, them more. Fuck. <laughs> Me. I. I don't have that to spend, but I want to. I want the arrows. Arrows. Also, um, I love y'all. Mwah. Uh, mwah. Thanks yeah. for listening. Uh, we have a couple more episodes of this year, and they'll yeah. probably go on a little break because the studio will probably be closed until yeah. just, until January. True. So we'll have um, and we'll have our, our recap probably in early January of top films of 2023. Yeah. Um, kind of our our New Year's show. We might even record that at my apartment, at your apartment if we need to, we need and to, just yeah. put out a little short. Yeah. You know. So stay tuned, and then we'll yeah. have we'll have a more structured podcast next year. Yeah, I'm excited for next it. month. Um, We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited too. Watch a lot yeah. of interesting films. Yeah. I hope. Um, I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.